0: Welcome to the Ruth Speaks Podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the seeking believer who understands that the pursuit of God is not about perfection, but rather about strengthening our faith and commitment to the Father. Hello, hello, and hello again. Hi everyone, I am your host, Keisha Robertson, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's episode. So I always like to start off podcasts with a general thought or idea about what led me to the topic of discussion for the day. So for this particular episode, I like to start off by just asking a question of you. Really simple question. How many of you remember the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy? Okay, so am I telling my age right now? You know, I remember that I didn't like that song much at the time that it was out. I thought it was actually quite annoying. I don't know if it was because of the simple message or more so the beat of the song itself. Regardless of which one it was, I didn't like the song. Eventually, I did get over it. And because hindsight is twenty twenty, looking back on things now... I do see and understand the importance of the simple message that was being communicated at that time in the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy, Words to Live By, which of course brings me to what I want to talk with you about today. In spite of the message from the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy, sometimes that is exactly what we do. So why is it that we worry? We worry when things don't go the way we want them to. We worry when things seem out of whack. We worry when we don't have the answers. But realistically speaking, as believers, worrying should not be something that we experience often. And more importantly than that or just to add to that rather, worrying in and of itself is only one component of A much larger or separate issue. Because aside from worrying, sometimes believers can also experience anxiety. Now, let me clarify that I don't believe that worrying and anxiety are the same. To me, they're not. Because, in my opinion, to worry or when we worry, rather, we contemplate a situation or circumstance on a short term basis. The worrying exists at the level of our initial thinking, whatever that immediate circumstance is that we're encountering that is causing us the slight angst that we're experiencing. To experience anxiety, in my opinion, is more of a persistent thing, even when the concerns that you might be anxious over are not realistic. And so in my opinion, one can have anxiety without having a worry, because to me, anxiety exists just below the surface of that initial level of thinking or that initial response. So we can carry anxiety far longer than we think we're actually carrying it. And again, to reiterate, while they are similar, they do remain at the same time, slightly different. Acknowledging, of course, that one can certainly open the door and gateway to the other. And by that, I mean, sometimes worrying can lead to a level of anxiety that we didn't realize was either present or that we have even opened the door to engage in. You know, scripture tells us in Philippians chapter four, verse six, the King's James version, don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Amen. So as we're keeping with the topic of worrying and then separately anxiety, what do you think this scripture means to you? What is it telling us? You know, when I read it and I take a look at it, What is very obvious to me because the scripture readily and apparently mentions the word anxious is that it is a reminder or rather the scripture is serving as a reminder to us that we cannot give way to the feelings that would cause us to second guess or question God. And that in all things, we are to work to remain in a place of prayer or a state of active prayer and present whatever the concern is that we have to God with a spirit of thanksgiving, meaning to me that you're not only asking, you're asking with the expectation that God is going to answer. And so you're already thanking him for his response, even at the time of the ask. And we're doing this to ward off the idea of being anxious about whatever the situation is that we may be presently experiencing. Now, this may lead to the question of, well, how does this in fact tie into worrying about something when the scripture actually specifically references not being anxious? And in my opinion, and in response to that question, what I would say is because to me, the two things are very similar to one another, meaning that worry can give way to anxiety, which in my opinion is a deeper level of experience of an emotion that can just persist. Worrying in and of itself to me is that initial response that we may have when we are confronting the situation that could literally potentially give way to us being anxious. I always feel like we start off with the worry. We start off with the worry about a concern and that whatever is not resolved in the way that we want it to be resolved or how about this is a good one, as quickly as we want it to be resolved is what actually gives way to that worrying evolving into a state of anxiousness or anxiety. And so we're no longer worrying, now we're anxious about it. And when we're anxious, it means that we are now becoming impatient. We are now looking to try to solve it ourselves. We may actually stop praying about it because the result didn't happen when we wanted or the way we wanted. And so now we're looking to our own devices yet again to try to fix the problem. And in none of that, none of that, none of those responses, do we see evidence of faith in God? So I believe the scripture is telling us to actively work to stay in this state of prayer, prayer and thanksgiving, not only because with the prayer, we are showing God that we trust him to resolve what it is that may be causing us to feel anxious or to worry, but even more so by virtue of us staying in a state of prayer or seeking God, we are showing him that we not only trust but that we are willing to give the situation over to him. Yes. And then by exercising thanksgiving, we are already confident that whatever his answer is, it is the best answer for us. And so we thank him for it. Yet again, you know, I I always feel like no matter what I talk about, there's always a way to weave in the whole idea of faith. And, And that quite frankly is simply because I know I've said it before and I'll continue to say it, Faith is an inextricable part of us being believers in God. We cannot believe without faith. We cannot trust without believing. We cannot believe. We cannot trust if we are unable to surrender. And so, in my opinion, when we are looking at this scripture, it is not only about the act of praying. And the act of in the course of praying, giving God thanks for what you are praying about because you trust him to hear and respond just that much, but more so surrendering the problem over to him to prevent yourself from becoming anxious to it. And so in the surrender, in that release, that again is evidence of our willingness to completely and totally trust God with whatever the situation is. And so we will neither worry, nor will we be anxious because we have completely surrendered it to God. And through prayer and thanksgiving, presenting it to him, we are trusting that he will respond accordingly. And so in keeping just with that vein of thought about the whole process of just complete and total surrender, I don't know about you, but that is not always an easy thing to do. The idea of surrendering the concern, surrendering the very thing that is causing your heart to race, your blood pressure to go up, causing you to break out in cold sweats, causing you to not sleep at night, causing you to pace the floor. The idea of just completely surrendering what Whatever that is over to God may not be as easy as it sounds, but therein goes back to what I said the whole idea of the undergirding of trusting God, even with those things that we hold most dear to our hearts. And if we cannot relinquish and surrender over to Him the things that we hold most dear to our hearts, how will we ever truly have and be able to engage in the level of intimacy and intimate relationship? With him that he desires of us, it is necessary for believers to seek to have that level of relationship with God where nothing is withheld from him because we trust him even with our innermost thoughts and innermost secrets. And understanding that he is our creator, there is nothing that is going on on the inside of you that he is not already aware of anyway. So when we are anxious, when we worry, what does that do? Clearly, staying in the vein of what I have already been talking about, when we are worried, when we are anxious, it causes disruption to the whole cycle and pattern of faith and exercising faith in God. We cannot worry about something and trust God to handle it at the same time. We cannot be anxious about something and trust that God has resolved it on our behalf in a way that is most beneficial to us at the same time. Worry and anxiety, while similar yet different, cannot coexist With faith. And while I'm talking about in general, the difference between worry and anxiety, understanding that there is a very slippery slope that exists between the two definitions, what I'm really trying to drive home in this episode is that regardless of which one you experience, whether you experience a level of worry, whether you experience a level of anxiety, to experience either, for any significant amount of time will disrupt your faith exercise and trust in God. And where your faith exercise and trust in God to resolve is disrupted, the resolution that you're seeking or the end result that you're desiring will also be slowed because God cannot operate in those spaces where we are not willing to trust him completely to do so. So for those who have been waiting for a minute for God to do something on their behalf, for those who have prayed for a while for something to occur and it has not yet occurred, The encouragement here is to continue to trust and to continue to faith because to give way to the anxiety or worry that it won't occur disrupts the faith that you have exercised with even bringing it to God to begin with. And where that faith has been disrupted, the ability for God to actually move there is also hindered. So in keeping with the whole idea that in order for us to work to steer clear of the experience of either worry or anxiety in our daily walks and lives with God, we must first be willing to surrender whatever that is completely over to him through prayer first and making the petition or concern known to him and then through thanksgiving and thanking him for the resolution or resolve. Regardless of whether you exist in both or either worry or anxiety, it is tantamount that you work to make sure that even if you live in those spaces, you don't live there long because the end result is a disruption to faith, which as believers, we should seek to avoid at all costs. So as I close, I'd like to leave you with this tidbit to chew on. The authority of God dictates that we should live without Either worry or anxiety. Why is that? Because both worry and anxiety are feelings that demonstrate a lack of trust in God and more importantly, a question to his authority. That's it for this episode. God bless you. Keep believing, keep hoping, and most importantly, keep Seeking. Thank you for listening to the Ruth Speaks podcast. Join us weekly as we continue to seek after God. If you'd like to fellowship more, please visit our website at www.ruthspeaks.org. Remember, to reverence God is to rest in Him. This program was produced by At The Helm Productions.